Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Holy cow, what isn't going on today? we got a lot of ground to cover on what's shaping up to be a very interesting Wednesday. You've got the president's former fixer, former personal attorney, former Trump Organization executive vice president accusing the president of the United States of all kinds of sleazy and illegal behavior. Quite a spectacle in Washington. We have got quite a spectacle set to unfold in Ottawa this afternoon. Former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould will be testifying just after 2 o'clock. Has asked for an extended opening statement. Apparently was nowhere to be seen, by the way, the Liberal Caucus meeting today. We'll listen in to what Jody Wilson-Raybould has to say later on this afternoon. Are there some limitations, though, in what she's able to say? Some concern being raised today that maybe she's not going to be able to tell the whole story here. We'll have a lot more to get to on that front. Concern, obviously, about India and Pakistan. Uh, could those two nuclear powers be on the path to war? Some very troubling questions uh, about what's happening in that part of the world. So all of that going on uh, today. Here at home, we've got some more information about the fiscal state of the province of Alberta. Joe Sisi, the finance minister, of course, we're just on the verge of an election, uh, presenting the third quarter fiscal update today, suggesting that uh, things are, are looking up. The budget had originally forecast a deficit of $8.8 billion for this fiscal year. Sisi says we're on track for $6.9 billion. As a result of a lower Canadian dollar, higher than expected bitumen royalties. Now, in terms of whether we're going to see a budget before an election, uh, CeCe was kind of vague about that. It says we're on track to balance the budget, though, by the year 2023. Now, I guess part of the question is, well, does this include uh, all of the various spending announcements they've been making as of late? Like, for example, uh, certainly one stands out, the $3.7 billion that apparently we're going to spend on acquiring more rail cars. And some concern about whether that's even necessary. So what do we make of what we've heard today and what we've been hearing for, for the past several weeks? Joining us to talk about Alberta's finances, very pleased to welcome to the program, somebody who keeps a close eye on all of this, Franco Terrazano, Alberta Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, Taxpayer.com. Franco, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob, thanks for uh, having me on to talk about this today. So what did you make of what you heard today? I mean, is, is there any reason for, for feeling optimistic or upbeat? Well, you know, as you mentioned, um, Joe, Minister Sisi comes out and he says uh, the deficit is lower. It's about $6.9 billion. So taxpayers should be happy today, right? Well, um, not so fast. Um, it, you know, once we dive into the numbers a little bit more, we're seeing kind of the same old story where the government is relying on higher revenues. Um, what, when we look at the numbers today, it says $1.8 billion uh, revenue increase. So that's really what's kind of pushing this lower deficit, we're still seeing the Alberta government largely unwilling to um, address its overspending problem. And have you already, as you've already alluded to, right, we've been hearing recent announcements um, of, you know, millions of dollars to the tech industry, millions of dollars to petrochemicals, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to an upgrader, and then that big $3.7 billion um, spend on rail cars. So we're still seeing the Alberta government um, largely unwilling to address the overspending problem. So given all of that, I mean, how, how realistic were the numbers we saw today? 
Well, again, like, yes, we're happy about the $6.9 billion deficit being lower than what it was in budget 2018, but it's really relying on that higher revenue push. And um, interestingly enough, um, you know, this third quarter budget update included um, a path to balance. Um, but in that path to balance, one item really stuck out to me, and that was the non-renewable resource revenue. So forecasted for 2018 to be about $5.5 billion, and we're estimating in the, in the budget update for that to be about $12.3 billion for 2023. Again, we're seeing the government hoping for that boom, relying on that revenue rather than doing the prudent approach, and that's reducing spending. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's another case of hoping for the best, waiting for uh, non, non-renewable resource revenues to bounce back and, and come to our rescue once again. We, we've seen that playbook before in Alberta. The NDP appears to be relying on it yet again. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you know what? So we're looking at some of the recent announcements. And I think moving forward, what the Alberta government really needs to do is immediately start cutting the corporate welfare. We need to take a different approach to economic development. Now, there was another number in that budget update that really stuck up out to me. And it's going to stick out to all the listeners out there in Alberta. And that was the low real GDP growth forecast. Uh, and that's at 1.6% growth rate. And that's really low. And, you know, if I think back on the current approach to economic development, it's really been a top-down approach, right? We've heard over $3 billion in economic diversification, and really that is corporate welfare. That's the government relying on tax dollars to pick business winners and losers in the marketplace. But, you know, taxpayers, we've been burned in the past from this. Between 1973 and 1993, uh, these types of top-down approach economic development projects cost taxpayers about $2 billion during that, um, during that time. And this is kind of the approach that the Alberta government is, is, is taking to economic development, that top-down approach, picking winners and losers, rather than creating a competitive field um, for all industries. We're talking about the path to, to balance. Uh, Joe Cece talking about 2023 as a target. But I mean, how do we get there beyond just hoping for the best in terms of uh, oil revenues? What, what, what are we seeing or what do we need to see in terms of, of the spending side of things? Well, we, we need to have some real cuts. You know, um, we've heard a lot of uh, simple platitudes about finding efficiencies, tightening our belts. Uh, you know, holding the line on spending. But, you know, right now where Alberta is, we need politicians that are going to make um, r- real cuts to spending. And I think it, in, in terms of what we're dealing with here, it all starts with eliminating corporate welfare. Um, but then there's some other areas that we need to look at, too. And I think right away, we, um, the Alberta government needs to take a macro approach. And that is like legislating um, certain types of requirements or limitations on government. So a balanced budget requirement, a debt re- repayment uh, requirement. Once the books are balanced, then to uh, legislate a spending cap. But then over and above that, there's many different areas where the government can be cutting, right? We already talked about corporate welfare, but then we also have to look at uh, non-essential capital projects, right? Which capital projects are we going to prioritize? Which ones are we going to um, say no to for now? We can't have everything. Um, and then there's some other areas as well, right? We need to go through um, economic development trade. We need to see what projects there are just simply corporate welfare. Let's scrap that. And let's look at improving a competitive environment through uh, reducing business and income taxes, scrapping the carbon tax. Um, And then there's some other areas that we need to eliminate as well. Um, And and that includes things like subsidies or grants for uh, either media, um, so like the Alberta Media Fund, um, eliminating government tourism marketing spending. So there really is a laundry list of different things that a government can go in there and cut out. 
What about on the tax side? I mean, is, is there room for government to, to reduce taxes? Where, where should that focus be? Well, yes. I think, um, so when we look at taxes and we look at spending, so Albertans we, and taxpayers more generally, we feel the burden of the higher tax bill, right? Like we pay the carbon tax, we pay higher income tax, higher business taxes. Um, but, I mean, the real true cause of those burdens is growing government spending. You know, uh, every time government spends more, well, they have to pay for that somewhere, and that comes from the taxpayer. Between 2004 and 2015, before the NDP government, there was um, a large increases in spending, and of course, the current government has continued with the spending spree. So, uh, cutting spending has to be the number one priority. However, when I'm talking to Albertans every day on the street, they're saying, "Hey, do both: <laughs> yeah. cut spending, reduce taxes." Um, and and you know, maybe there's a case to be made. There's definitely a case to be made there, specifically as um, the economic tough times are still being felt, and making those tough times tougher have been those higher tax bills. All right. Well, much more at uh, taxpayer.com. Franco, thanks so much for your input on this. Appreciate you joining us here today. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me on, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.